Hi, everyone. I'm Liam Sanyo from Inside Scientific, your favorite online source for life science webinars, virtual events, interviews, and educational content helping you do your best work. This episode of Expert Answers features Dr. Sarah Stanley and Dr. Alexandra Alverson, respectively Assistant Professor and Senior Scientist at the Diabetes, Obesity, and Metabolism Institute at the Icon School of Medicine at Mount Sinai. Recently, Dr. Stanley and Dr. Alverson joined us for a webinar to discuss the use of whole organ imaging of the pancreas to reveal close interactions between nerves and islets and dynamic regulation of islet innervation in diabetes. All right, let's get right into it. First question here, do you know if there's any role of reactive, uh, reactive oxygen species in causing damage to the nerve covering are resulting in a loss of glucose control? And could we you know, protect the development of type 2 diabetes, for example, by eating uh, foods rich in antioxidants? Um, I can try and answer that. So I don't know of any uh, work that's been done looking at the effect of ROS on nerves in the pancreas at the moment. But I think that's a very good suggestion for a future direction for this work. There's definitely a lot of evidence to suggest that it plays a significant role in beta cell dysfunction. Yeah, it's known that in neuropathy, reactive oxygen species are important. And I know that it's people suggest that eating antioxidants can be beneficial, but I think that studies actually trying that in students, in patients have been quite disappointing, unfortunately, like with, for other, many other diseases, but it's not known really in the pancreas. Fantastic. Yeah. Excellent. So next question here. Are there any major circulatory changes in pancreatic innervation during hind limb unloading? I don't know of any studies that's looked at that, actually. Um, Alexandra? Yeah, I have not seen any studies related to that, so I don't know. Fantastic. Okay, so um, does glucose homeostasis decline in cognitive areas during normal aging, even without diabetes? So as far as I recall, there are some studies that show that glucose uptake into cognitive regions might matter, for example, does decline. There have been some functional studies using PET, which suggests that there's glucose hypometabolism as a, um, a consequence of normal aging. And I think there have also been some animal studies that have uh, suggested that that occurs as well. I'll see if I can find a review that we can post into the resources uh, to answer that question in more detail. Yeah, so. I've definitely oh, I've definitely seen studies on the hippocampus where it's been studied in aging and that there are difference. But again, um, we'll try to find some studies and get back regarding that. But yeah, there there seems to be uh, changes. Perfect. Yeah. Thanks so much. Next question here: Is it possible that variation in the extracellular matrix in control versus diabetic mice? And healthy versus diabetic individuals accounts for variation in the distance between certain cells and nerves? Gosh, that's a really great question. Again, I haven't seen anything. How about you, Alexandra, in the literature? I haven't seen anything. I think yeah, it's a really interesting I think it's a really interesting question, and I haven't seen anything on it, but I'll definitely read up on that because I think it's a good point. But I don't know of any studies uh, looking into that. Excellent. Um question here. Have you looked for innervation in somatostatin delta cells? 
I have, we have tried to stay in somatostatin and um, we haven't looked specifically at uh, innovation in the, or like endocrine innovation touching these cells or nerve contacts, but it's something that we might be interested in doing in the future. We have um, an antibody that works really well for that and we do, it's in our paper and it will also be in our bio protocol, but we haven't looked at it, unfortunately. But that would, of course, be very, very interesting and very important to look at. Fantastic. Another question here. In many tissues, neurons have been shown to affect immune cell behavior. Has anybody looked if uh, neurons in pancreas can affect the development of autoimmunity? There's actually a very interesting paper which looked at sympathetic stimulation and sympathetic ablation and the effects on autoimmune diabetes. Um, Again, I can post that into the resources, but there was evidence from that paper that suggested that if you blunt the sympathetic activity, then you may be able to attenuate the inflammatory response in, in diabetes. I think that was correct. Yeah, it was. That into resources. Yeah, it's a very interesting paper. Guillaume et al. 2019, I think it was a, na- was it a nature paper. So they basically electrically stimulate sympathetic nervous system in NOD mice, I think, and they don't develop insulitis. So that's very interesting. Very cool. All right. So next question here. Do you know if the, the amount of inner innervation depends on the duration of the diabetes? Yeah, there are, there are conflicting results on or findings on inflammation and how that, if that actually upregulates innovation that has been seen with autoimmune disorders, for instance. And there is definitely evidence in the pancreas as well, in iris, I think from NOD mice, that it seems to upregulate. But there are also studies showing that sympathetic innovation, for instance, is downregulated or uh, seems to depend what marker you are looking at. So there's a lot of conflicting evidence, but it seems like inflammation per se might be able to recruit innovation. Do you have anything to add, Sarah? There are many conflicting um, reports out there. Yes, that's definitely true. I think there was one paper which suggested that there may be uh, regional differences so that there is possibly an increase in innovation close to the inflammatory markers, uh, which is then... Uh, lost further away. Fantastic. All right. Great answer. All right. Next question here. Have you found any any correlation between your diabetes model and pancreatic cancer? And if so, do you know if there's any pancreatic location similarities or differences? We haven't looked. I think, again, that's an interesting question, but no, we haven't looked at pancreatic uh, malignancies. I think there are groups in Um, Pittsburgh who examined innovation in um, pancreatic cancer. They they have some publications on that, but it's not something that we've looked at. Excellent. Okay, next question here. Did you embed your your pancreas tissue in agar blocks for the light sheet imaging, or uh, how did you do that? Yeah, so we used uh, 1% low melting point agarose for that. Basically, you need to uh, preserve the integrity. The pancreas is a floppy organ, so like it's impossible to image it, unfortunately, to mount it if it's not embedded in agarose. And I used low melting point agarose because I'm worried that about the temperature actually damaging it. So you want something that is fairly room temperature when you add the pancreas. So that's why I use that. It's slightly less hard than regular agarose, but it works fine for uh, mounting it in the cradle for light sheet microscopy and also for comfortable imaging where we just place it 
on a cabbage leaf. Fantastic. And I think in the interest of time, we'll just have one last question here. Do you have a sense of the VACHT, the staining phenotype uh, in non-diabetic human tissue? I tried it in a very small section just to see if it would work. Actually, the same antibody that I used for mice, which I think is supposed to work in humans, but I couldn't actually, it didn't actually stain anything for me. Again, unfortunately, these samples are so precious that I haven't been able to play around with antibodies. But yeah, in my hands, it did not work. That doesn't mean it didn't work. The issue that you have with human uh, samples is, of course, that they are not profusely post-fixed, and the quality will be slightly less perfect. So that could also be something that interferes. Uh, Sarah, do you have anything to add to that? No, I was going to say the same thing, that there's a, a lot of variability in the, the quality of the human samples, but I think there would work from, maybe work from Tangital, which shows that there are some BACHT positive fibers within the human pancreas. But we haven't been able to look in our, our models from, uh, sorry, our samples from people with type 2 diabetes or, or without. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Expert Answers and that you'll tune into future episodes where researchers just like you answer questions about their work and share science. Don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you next time.